Hi, and welcome to the PR department podcast. You're through to your host, Katie Braden, and this is episode 25. And this episode is all about the relationship between PR and the PR industry and alcohol. Um, it's a bit of a different one for me. Uh, most of my podcasts are like sharing my own experience and like quite educational, which I guess this kind of falls in line with that. Um, but it's more of my own thoughts on a topic. Um, (laughs) when I've just said that, I've realized that that is exactly what covers every single other episode I've done. So maybe this is very on brand, but I feel like it's a different topic. Um, So obviously everything that I discuss is going to be based off of my own experience. Uh, Bearing in mind, I have been freelance now for about six, seven years um, and it is a very different vibe and environment when you're freelance because obviously you are on your own so you're not involved in like that agency culture and like group culture. Um, You're not as in it in sort of quotation marks Um, and also we are in 2022 and I do think that the industry is shifting in a different direction. Um, I think younger people coming through, like I'm seeing on social media just generally, not in PR, um, but younger people are really moving away from like this glamorized um, version of drinking and a lot of people are choosing to be sober and to not drink at all. Um, a lot of people are choosing sort of health and well-being over, you know, your sort of 90s drinking culture, which was always seen as really, really cool. Now it's kind of not. So I think there's a shift in society and how we're kind of viewing alcohol and our relationship to alcohol through the generations. And that is therefore going to filter through to workplaces in general. Um, I would also say that Uh, my experience is specific to the UK and specific to London Um, this might be different in other parts of the world as is with everything I say about PR Um, you know is very regionalized because it is based on my own experience Um, but so coming to kind of how I arrived at this topic I was reading some articles um, and they were discussing the relationship between um, the PR industry and alcohol and whether there is actually a problem there. Um, So I would say like as with any other job that is um, results-based, there comes an element of pressure and where there is pressure, there is alcohol, usually in the workplace. Um, You know, jobs that are really renowned for it like the banking district in London and like recruitment um and PR like all of these jobs kind of have the same you know like performance pressure kind of umbrella over them and they are also linked to kind of alcohol partying all that jazz but I think PR specifically you know pop culture's most prominent PRs you've got like Samantha from Sex and the City you've got Patsy from Ab Fab you know these girls who are representing women I should say they are not girls (laughs) well they are but these women in pop culture who a lot of people sort of see as like 
the representation of PR that we have in pop culture, they are rarely seen without a drink in hand. Um, and a huge part of their characterization is to always be drinking, like specifically in Ab Fab, which is obviously a British based series. Um, the drinking is very prominent. And I, I would say, you know, there is no smoke without fire. Like, obviously, these characters are characters, you know, they're over-exaggerated. But I do think it's a very, like, typical, stereotypical thing to think of a PR and them drinking cocktails all day, specifically champagne. I mean, I've never experienced that, but... <laughs> I mean, I have experiences with it, but I wish it was as glamorous as they make it out to be. Um, We're always seen to be kind of the party people, like the party persona. Um, It perpetuates kind of, you know, the outgoing, extroverted personalities who are always at parties. And I kind of get where this comes from. Obviously, like when we do things like events, they mostly come in the form of a party or a dinner where there is some kind of alcohol. Um, I mean, not so much anymore because PR events are kind of changing and evolving. Like, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, we are in 2022. So there are a lot of things that are quite different. But throughout the years it's always been you know the parties the places to be seen um I also think there's a connection and this is kind of a topic all of its own but we're going to slightly go off um on this one for a minute there used to be um a very strong connection between PR and class um which is something that I really struggled to get my head around when I first um came to London as a PR, well, I was already living in London, but when I entered the London kind of PR scene, um, because I couldn't understand how some of the girls around me, like, knew all of these people. <laughs> like, I know that sounds like a really maybe stupid thing to say, but I couldn't understand how these people were so connected and, like, how they had these networks and they knew, like, this person, that person. And, you know, it was very, like, the stereotype of a PR where they've got this little black book and, like, they know everyone. And, you know, everywhere they go, they can get in and they know this person and there's a party here and this person, this person, this person. But, like, I've come from, like, I I am no, in no way, um like I'm very privileged um you know I grew up in a nice home you know I was I I didn't go without I you know it's not like I had a terrible upbringing but I am from South Wales um and I'm certainly not part of like the London scene like I didn't go to school in London um my parents are not like lords and ladies you know like I'm not blue blood in quote um so, you know, I'm not part of this partying scene. And the the longer that I sort of was in it and I was kind of had my eyes open because I didn't understand why or they had all these amazing connections, I realised that there is a real connection between PR people and upper class. So a lot of people who used to be very successful in PR, again, I'm going back to like the 90s, early 2000s, not right now because it is changing. It's not quite there yet, but it is changing. Um, 
I think there was a lot of people who went into PR who, you know, were wealthy and they went to those like, you know, more privileged schools and they were moving in those circles already because maybe like their parents were connected or they've grown up here in London. So they used to go into these clubs and they know all these restaurants and they know like, again, in quotes, the police to be that kind of thing. And I realise that that comes very naturally when you have been in that environment for a long time and you're used to it. Um, Looking on the industry now, I find it fascinating to see who is successful um, as like an influencer and whether they come from this like London melting pot of like more upper class people and you know who they're friends with and what parties they're going to etc. Like you've got someone like for example Alexa Chung um, who is very much involved in that circle. Then you've got um, I'm gonna butcher her name and I probably shouldn't but I'm going to um, you know the the French influencer um, Camille Cherie who lives in London um, I didn't realize until recently she's also moving in this kind of friendship circles and you can see it you know in the the party posts like who's there who's sitting on the tables like you're sitting next to like Poppy Delavine, Kate Moss, Alexa Chung, Camille you know the beauty editor of Vogue they're all in that world and it all comes from you know that is the circle they move in that is the class that they are they've always kind of interacted with each other but in my mind I was like oh that can be learnt like I can get in with these people and whilst it is true to a certain extent it's not really because to them you're always an outsider because you weren't you know you didn't go to school together you weren't at these dinners together you weren't running around as kids together like it you know it is different and it is a lot harder for someone who is quote-unquote an outsider who's not come from that like upper-class London society to break into it. Anyway, back on track. So I think where that is relevant to PR is obviously you have this very natural network um, which is really, really helpful when you are doing a job such as PR marketing. So I found myself almost... um, competing with people around me who were already moving in these circles they already had these networks and I thought that the way to do it um, was by going to parties by constantly being out all the time which I definitely did Um, so there was a stage of my career which I will say was probably the lowest point darkest point of my career where I was going out like six nights a week I think And I was always like, you know, I was always the one in my agency that was always like picked to go because they knew I would. Like a lot of people were older, they had children, they didn't really want to be going out, you know, Monday to Friday every night of the week, but they knew I was hungry for it and I wanted to go. So I would always be sent to like every event under the sun. And I thought that that was going to be my way into breaking into this network. Let me tell you, it was not because you know, I'm going to every other event under the sun, but they're going to like these exclusive events that like not everybody is invited to. Do you know what I mean? Like you kind of have to already be in the circle to be invited. So I wasn't in the circle, so I don't get to go and then I don't get to network. So it takes a, it takes a lot longer for, you know, you to do it in that way. So I was definitely wrong in regards to thinking that I could just go to parties and build this amazing network and then all of a sudden I was going to be friends with Kate Moss. That's not what happened. I wish it was, but it's not. Um, 
but something that did come out of it obviously I was going to parties all the time so I was like meeting a lot of new people um and I did actually end up meeting my first ever client which was Sophia Hilton at a random party that I ended up going to because my agency told me I had to um you know that she opened her salon and it was really exciting opening and my agency had just lost another hair salon as a client so they were looking to replace um so they sent me to try and like get her on board it was very clear that she didn't want to work with an agency but you know I I made that connection and I stayed in touch so going out did serve me well and if I wasn't going out all the time and if I wasn't this you know person who was willing to go to all these events and all these parties then I probably wouldn't have met Sophia and maybe I wouldn't be freelance so in a way it kind of led to where I'm at but it was a really dark path to get there. So coming back around to the kind of, um, you know, topic of the podcast, alcohol and PR, um, there was a really good quote um, on PR moment by um, Armani Lane, which said, um, between schmoozing clients, press events and company party cultures, free alcohol to a PR is sometimes the equivalent of the old age, you're never six foot away from a rat saying, which I thought was brilliant and really summed up kind of my, um, the reason why I wanted to discuss this on the podcast there is free alcohol everywhere when you work in PR everywhere and that is true to this day unless you do an event where there is no alcohol which is quite rare whenever you work an event um the alcohol is free whenever you attend an event the alcohol is free there's always um a lot of the activities you know PR activities are built around drinks and drinking and going out and you know parties as I said um you know it was even like I remember when we were working in office it was always like a treat if you could like crack open a bottle of wine at like five o'clock or we had we had nights where we were staying in the office late because we were working on a proposal or something so you know you'd have a bottle of wine like it was always um it was always around like I can't imagine ever being sober in that environment because it would be so challenging and even though it's kind of like etiquette that when you're working an event you don't drink too much you still drink and then you drink afterwards like that it's always that um and you know on the topic of events like events are really really hard as a PR especially if you're working on like low budget events where you're doing like the build yourself or you know you're doing a lot of things yourselves and you're kind of like cutting corners which makes things very stressful um you know you go through highs and lows like extreme highs and extreme lows all in one evening so by the time you get to the end someone offers you a glass of wine you're gonna dive in head first you know And I think that is where it kind of circles back to what I touched on at the beginning of the podcast. When you're dealing with an environment that is high stress and high pressure, it kind of comes hand in hand with alcohol. Um, Well, it did when I was in the mix anyway. Um, Yeah, so I would never really drink during events client events specifically so if I was hosting the event or working the event for a client um, I would be I would limit myself to maybe one drink um, for the whole night maybe two at a push but then I would drink afterwards Um, if I was attending an event um, obviously without being sloppy like the limit does not exist and if we had like in-house events like um, it's quite normal for PRs to host like um, 
like showcase events where they have all of their clients and then it's just like a big like networking opportunity where press come influencers come and then there's like again there's usually a huge party in the evening like the word I think take a shot every time I say party or maybe like take a shot of green juice or something because you'll be like super hydrated by the end um so yeah like that at them you would drink but it was always kind of known that you would take it easy at the beginning when you had to you know schmooze your clients and have proper conversations and all that jazz um and then at the end you would drink like I have so many memories that I wish I could share and talk about but I do feel like it would be um quite inappropriate just because it's not my you know some of them are not my stories to share um but I have some like they are hilarious memories but all of them revolve around like excessive drinking so yeah um I mean when I was coming into the PR scene um like alcohol was very normal um like I remember sort of senior members of staff um coming in in the mornings like aggressively hungover um and then I would kind of be aware of that as a junior member of staff or as an intern and you were kind of expected to cater to that so like you would make sure that they had like um a macaroni cheese for lunch or like you'd make sure that the coffee was like on tap or if they needed anything you would run out and get it if the phone was ringing and they didn't want to answer it you would pick up the call you know like those little things like you would be aware that they were severely hungover and they kind of needed your help um but then there was always a culture of you would never not turn up so like in PR you are kind of expected to be this party girl and this extroverted persona but you're still expected to excel at work which when you think about it is um an absolute nightmare combination because usually it is one or the other um and I always remember like everybody would be in work on time the day after a party and if someone was missing an action it was like a big black check mark against your name like that was really like frowned upon and I can totally see why you know like if you party hard you need to also turn up to the office the next day but like what an ask do you know what I mean like (laughs) we're gonna go out drinking until the early hours of the morning like get ridiculously drunk and then we all we're all expected to be in the office at 9am like that is very much the culture um and I think the people who could handle that did really well but then the people who couldn't handle that then it was you know it's an issue I think there's also this um this stigma around like all kind of party girl personas actually where like it's all fun and games until it goes too far so for me I went through a stage in my own life which I'm not going to delve into because it feels like extremely personal and maybe something that is a bit heavy for this space but I you know, it's it's all it's exactly what I explained. It's all fun and games until it's not. And for me, I definitely reached a point where it was not. Like it was not fun anymore, and it was, you know, it it was ruining my life. Like it was ruining me as a person, and it was also ruining my, you know, my my job and me excelling in my career, which, you know, I am extremely good at. I know I'm really good at my job, but 
you know, you're only going to be so good if you are going out partying six nights a week. Like, you know, it's your emotions are going to be all over the place because you're constantly feeling the effects of alcohol. You're going to be tired. You're going to be moody. You know, if someone criticizes you, if a client pulls your work apart, you're going to react very, very differently if you're hungover versus if you're fresh, you know, like those things, all of those things really go without saying. Um, But it's an important point to make because whilst we are encouraged to be this party girl and be the life and soul and really you know we're always expected to be the networkers and the people who are getting the drinks and supplying the fun and keeping the night going you know you have to be that role but you you can never be too drunk you can never be sloppy you can never turn up to work you can never cause a scene you can never react in a certain way which obviously all goes hand in hand with having too much fun and having too much alcohol so that's where it kind of all falls down because, you know, in the films and in series and on TV, you see this like fun loving party girl, but you don't see the nights where maybe she has like a couple too many drinks and she gets sloppy, which I had many a night. Lucky for me, they were with friends and not with colleagues. Don't get me wrong. I had some like crazy night with my colleagues, but it was ones where we were kind of on the same level. So there wasn't a level of judgment, but in the workplace, there is certainly a level of judgment there, especially around alcohol. And when you're a junior in that environment and you're working your way up um, and you're, you know, as I explained in the beginning, you're trying to network, you're trying to be in the mix and you're trying to go to all of these parties and these events. It's really hard because you're at, you're learning your limits. You're learning your limits as you go. And, you know, you're a young person. Like for me, I was in my very early 20s, living in London on my own, um, trying to make it work on very, very little money, financially supporting myself. And I'm kind of learning my limits whilst I'm navigating this world, which I'm like very, very alien to. You know, it's it's really challenging and it's not, I don't think it's talked about enough by people in the industry because obviously we're all about, um, you know, this really super good image and like you're a really great person to work with and you're super professional and you never make mistakes and you're the, the face of the brand whilst you're out there taking meetings with press and all that jazz. So we don't ever, ever want to have a side to us where maybe we could drink too much and make a mistake, you know, which is obviously a very human thing to do but it's very shunned upon so that darker side of the industry where it does go too far or you know people develop kind of a dependency on alcohol or you know you see these severe hangovers or people not being able to turn up for things or people making mistakes having emotional responses all of that is very very much hidden away um which is bizarre because they go hand in hand. And I think that is something that the younger generation coming up is starting to understand. Like this party, fun-loving, you know, outgoing persona that comes with alcohol also has an extremely dark side and you can't have one without the other. Like, even people who I've seen who are, you know, have been in this industry for years they're quote unquote good drinkers, they can handle their alcohol, which I think is like a super toxic statement, but just for the for the way of like explaining what I mean. Um, you know, those kinds of people, I think, 
even them you know they have their their dark days and I do think it is very very much unavoidable um and then when we come on to you know sort of dependency on alcohol like there's this culture um I think through the older generations of like drinking like every night um and I've had conversations with friends you know with my parents my parents were never ever big drinkers like they never really you know drank during the week it was very much like only on weekends kind of thing so I had like quite a a positive relationship with alcohol from my kind of family upbringing it wasn't like I lived in a family where there was constantly alcohol around which again no judgment there's nothing wrong with that but this is just my perspective um my like weird relationship with alcohol definitely came later in life when I was kind of coming out of uni and stepping into the PR world which is fueled by alcohol or was at the time um <laughs> I keep I keep coming back to that because I am going to move on to kind of like modern day in a minute um so I want to like really make sure that I'm hammering home that I'm not talking about how it is now um so yeah and then you see people who they do have issues with alcohol because again you can't have all of these people who are drinking all the time and then nobody has a problem you know like I think that is it really goes without saying but in our society especially British culture we really hide away those dark sides and the fact that people do develop you know being an alcoholic people do develop problems then you get health problems you get dependencies you know you get people who react really badly to alcohol you know all of these things when you drink where a lot of people are drinking en masse you are going to have a percentage of all of those things but it is never ever talked about and never discussed um so that's kind of like a societal thing and a cultural thing as opposed to a PR thing but it definitely works on a smaller scale in the PR industry because there is so much alcohol with you know how our personas are perceived the environments that we in that we're in how we're expected to work etc so coming on to kind of where we are now and how I think it is very different so a lot of people are now freelance and I think when you're freelance you're not in an office culture which makes a massive difference like if someone cracks open a bottle of wine at five o'clock in the office you're more than likely to have a glass if you're at home you're not going to crack it open in the fridge by yourself well you might but you're less likely you know if you're in an office um, and you get invited to an event and it's last minute you're more than likely to go when you're working at home you're more than likely not you know like I think since working from home after that really kind of dark um, sort of period of time that I had where I was going out drinking partying a lot being freelance and working from home actually really helped me to um, prioritize my health it gave me time to cook my own meals um you know be on my own schedule set my own routine which then included like doing workouts at home and things like that so that was all really helpful in getting myself and my mind back on track so just for context this was right before I was diagnosed with circumstantial depression which even though it was very much to do with my work environment at the time um you know alcohol and going out is obviously going to have a huge impact on that and I needed to get myself and my mind healthy which I managed to do um which is such a blessing you know I managed to do it on my own um I was able to kind of like take back that portion of my life and improve it um you know a lot of people are not as lucky and they need a lot of help and they 
really struggled to get out of those periods but I got out of that period and it's kind of been going from strength to strength ever since so ever since I went freelance to kind of now I'm actually a super like healthy person now like I eat very well I work out like four or five times a week I walk every day um I very very rarely drink and when I do my body's reaction to it is so bad in terms of hangovers like people make fun of me but I say I literally feel like I've been poisoned when I drink alcohol (laughs) like and that's not even a joke like it's genuinely how I feel I don't know whether because I hammered it so hard in my early 20s that now my body's like will you please stop putting that inside me um so I don't know what it is but I I'm such a lightweight these days like I really really struggle to drink like I do and I enjoy it don't get me wrong like there's still that very outgoing like party girl element of my personality like I love going out and I like being around people I like being in like vibey environments I I really enjoy it um but I really have to keep my alcohol consumption to a minimum when I'm in those environments because I cannot hack it I a I get stupidly drunk really quickly I think my maximum is like two drinks and that's a push and then the next day I am dying like I'm actually knocking on death's door so to me it's really really not worth it so I'm like the literally the polar opposite of how I was like six years ago which I'm super super thankful for because looking back and having hindsight I actually have such a better quality of life like my mind is clearer I'm less emotional at work and in my personal life you know I feel like I'm really living my life as opposed to like my life living me like I'm in the driver's seat now um whereas when I was back in that period I felt like I was being swept along for the ride you know and I'm sure people who have experienced that will know that feeling and know what I mean by that um like you're kind of incapable of setting your own um, intentions because you're just being swept along by partying, basically. Um, So I do think that the industry is very different now. So I think that PR has become a lot more corporate um, because obviously we, we live in the age of social media. Like I was coming through my career as social media was developing and now we're kind of at the pinnacle of it where everybody has a camera phone everybody's posting stories people are taking pictures constantly like you have this device attached to your hand at all times that enables you to record what's going on around you so I think like the younger generations and even like PR in general we're very aware of that and nobody wants to be caught slipping you know like everyone's terrified of being cancelled or doing something wrong or having your you know reputation tainted in quotes um so everybody plays it very safe now I feel um you know and that's sort of a sweeping statement that's not going to go for everybody in every workplace but I do feel like that that is the general vibe like PR is becoming a lot more safe and corporate less rock and roll that is for sure um I think I kind of caught like the end of the era of the whole like crazy PR rock and roll vibe which I'm super pleased that I got to see but at the same time like could have done without it um I think again a lot of people are freelance which you know there's a very very different way of life when you're freelance um everything is a lot more digital so like people are not generally doing meetings as much and like dinners and 
you know, brands are spending money in other areas. So it's only certain brands that can afford to do this, these lavish events and these lavish dinners. So they're not happening as much. Um, also, because budgets are getting tighter and tighter with like the recession and all that jazz, um, people are expecting like a higher ROI out of every activity they do. And people coming and drinking and having a good time is not enough of an ROI for a brand these days. So we have like bigger, better ways of spending money that has better return and make sales. Like parties don't make sales. They're kind of like vanity projects, like ego boosters. Um, they're just like fun things to do, to be honest. Um, whilst like, yeah, you know, you're providing a good experience, but you could provide a good experience by doing something else that maybe more brand relevant so all of these things are kind of coming into place so I think the industry has changed I think the attitude towards like partying and all that jazz has changed I think in terms of brands like the people that they want to work with are much more serious and you know they really know their stuff and they're very consistent and they're reliable um whereas before brands would pick like you know the funnest person in the room <laughs> like it, it's just a very very different vibe I feel anyway from my perspective and obviously that is going to be influenced and morphed by my own um experience but that's how I feel I feel like we're coming out of it and I think the juniors and interns that are coming through as I said at the beginning of the podcast they have a very different relationship to alcohol and going out um we're also experiencing like a lot more and this is not um something that we are anywhere near where we need to be but we are seeing more diversity come through the industry like people giving people are getting opportunities that they wouldn't have gotten before um you know for example you're not allowed to have free interns anymore so it's not just exclusively for the rich kids who can go to work for free you know you have to be paid as an intern which then means that it's a job so if you have to provide for yourself doing an internship is now an option for you because you are actually getting paid which then diversifies and opens it up to a larger pool of people um so yeah we are seeing lots of different people coming through it's not just like this high class society where you know mum and dad is funding the internship so I think that will really change the culture um that will really change the people who are seen as influential at these events and sort of the networking is all going to change it's a really really exciting time because it's really opening up and it's opening up more and more and more as I say we've got such a long way to go we are not there yet but it's exciting to see the, the start of the wheels turning um but yeah, I hope that that was interesting. I mean, it was a very rambly podcast, but it was more just me sharing my thoughts. Um, so yeah, I hope you learned something or you it was kind of thought-provoking in some way, shape or form. Um, but I will catch you on the next episode. Bye!